0: All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro.
1: Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert. Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney.
0: Uh, oh, I wanted to start the show by uh, recalling some tweets that we got after last week's episode because we put the question out, hey, if you are going to produce uh, a television show, which was set in a high school in the 2000s, yeah. what are some must-haves? What are some essentials? Um, we got a response from our friend Kate. Who says much music video dances? Right, that is a good one. That's a thing I haven't even thought of. In much
1: music video years. dances. The, I think that's what was at all of our high school dances too. We had no reason that to, to need a video dance. You guys were fancy pants. If Why you had video we? dances? I know. I don't know. I guess we just yeah had all that trust fund money at Auburn.
0: You had trust fund money. No, I'm just is joking. Auburn the rich school? No, it's not even. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm, I have a headphones on because I'm trying to test the levels. It's a it's a, an ongoing process. The levels of this podcast, as you probably have come to to notice. Um, okay, somebody else. Uh, oh, our friend Jade wrote in denim skirts on top of leggings. Okay, that's a good one. That's a thing like a look that definitely a lot of girls at the time were wearing, and I haven't thought about it since. It completely went away all at once. Yeah. Uh, she also says Abercrombie in general. Totally. And the black eyed peas. And the black eyed peas. Yeah. yeah. That
1: that would be necessary to dance. You saw the the all-star Fergie anthem, right? Of course, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it amazing? It was extraordinary. It was at that point that I, I said, this is gonna be a good all-star game. <laughs> they they launched it with a ridiculous and brutal like Kevin Hart uh Kevin Hart and Rob Riggle skit where like Ugh. Jamie Foxx came out and rapped. It was all like very bad
0: i'm super past kevin hart by the way
1: yeah yeah Uh, yeah, i was never really on kevin hart he had some endearing moments there was
0: yeah there was a moment well because he always seemed to be around and then he got super famous and for that moment i was like you know what this guy is pretty funny yeah i get it like even though he was the biggest guy in the world and the most mainstream yeah i did understand it now he's just a pain in the ass he he did clearly not a very good guy he did a thing that why do you think that Cause he like cheated on his husband or on his wife while she was pregnant with the baby. Oh, and that's it? the second time he's done that. Whoa! Yeah, I didn't hear this. And when I, I mean it's the second time he's done that, I mean he cheated on his previous wife with his now wife oh, when she God. was pregnant. So he just has this like he's not a very good Got a bit partner of a thing going on. Hey, did you yeah. see the
1: new Chris Rock special?
0: Yeah, tam- Tambourine. I watched, oh, I watched it. it. It was pretty good. It was very good.
1: Yeah, I I appreciated his uh, candidness about. Um, Cheated on his wife yeah 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 that was and and i like that he's you know spun it into a joke and stuff
0: but you mean he didn't do that thing that's all too popular right now where he lets it go quiet for 15 fucking minutes (laughs) yeah i find that a little i did it you think that's been done in comedy specials though yeah, like that Neil Brennan special or, like, where, where sure, else did, was it yeah. done recently? Somebody else. Well, Patton Oswald to be fair, he had this harrowing thing happen, and he tried to make it into comedy, and it was fairly successful. <clears throat> but it does seem lately, like, these auteurs of American comedy are like, now let me not be funny for a while. That's right. the most extreme thing I can yeah, do. Yeah,
1: yeah, and then try to win them back.
0: Yeah, yeah. and Chris Rock could do that mm-hmm. if he wanted to get really serious. Yep. Uh, and, then, and then Becky also tweeted in... uh Uh, She wrote, if a show like Everything Sucks was done and set in the early 2000s, there'd better be some Adidas white skater shoes, mini braids in everyone's hair, and Maroon 5's first album as the soundtrack. And then she attached this photo of those Adidas sneakers. Yeah, oh, the superstars.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they were hugely popular. For me, that was more in maybe junior high. Okay. Like, I remember the three years of junior high. That was the 2000s. yeah, 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 definitely. It was like 2002 through 2000. No, it was like 2000, yeah, 2002 through 2004 ish. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. You did three years in junior high, right? I did three years. I yeah. did my three. Yeah. A serve nickel. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. So, do you want to make any big predictions for the Oscars this weekend? Or this Sunday? Is there anything real? any hot take you have? Any like big kind of daring thing? You want to go out there with... Because I was just listening to uh, the Rewatchables. They did Get Out. Yeah. Which is interesting. It's like the newest movie that's ever been declared a Rewatchable by that podcast. Yeah. And Bill says that the Vegas odds for Get Out to win Best Picture are 15 to 1. Yes. Which is pretty pretty unlikely Mm -hmm. but it's got better odds than say the post which i agree with like yeah it it would be amazing and nothing could make me happier than get out winning best picture but i have no delusions that it's going to happen so what's what is the clear favorite at this point it's still three billboards and then i think i think lady bird also serves as a as a possible see i would i would go and put five on each of those movies
1: yeah you know worst case scenario you're probably going to double your money okay Maybe
0: maybe break even a little bit better than that. Alright. That'd be fun. I might do it. You could put five dollars? You would put five dollars down, or are you saying more? Yeah. Are you saying five hundred? Are you doing that thing where you just say five and you mean five hundred? <laughs> no. I'm because saying, you're that in it. I'm saying five
1: dollars. I'm saying five dollars and basically doing it like a single bet on each of the three. Okay. On, like, an online betting account,
0: which, which I have access to. Normally, I'll have, like, a form in front of me, and I think we already did that when the nominations came out. But, like, really quickly, like, the big awards, best actor, probably going to be Gary Oldman. At least he's the favorite. Right. I would put it on Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, I wouldn't. Just to try it. Just to see what happens. No, that's not getting a whole lot of buzz. The only reason he would get it now is because he said he's retiring. Right. And I think he was phenomenal in that movie. Yeah. But I don't think he deserves the Academy Award.
1: Again, I think I, I might just try to bet the field against Gary Oldman.
0: Well, and the other thing is, like I just said, like it would it would just be a career Oscar, and it yeah. would be his third or fourth Oscar. Yep, Daniel Day Lewis. But if you want to give a career Oscar, give it to Gary Oldman. Yeah. Who else is in that? Daniel Kalula, Kalula, Kal- Kal- Kaloya? Yeah. Kaloya, yeah, yeah.
1: Who else? He was in Black Panther, wasn't
0: he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. I saw Black Panther last week. Was I telling you about yeah, that? Yeah, we talked about that. Okay, good. Um, it's already beat Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's in incredible. American box office, and remember how big Wonder Woman was last summer? Like it was really it was big, the biggest new thing in superhero movies. Yeah. Even if, and certainly from a commercial standpoint, but like it's only been out for nine days. Yeah, Black Panther, and already it's bigger. Yeah, everything in is is like a movement now. Like we live in this era, where, where everything is a watershed moment. That is
1: interesting. One thing that I've heard a couple times in different podcasts over the last couple of weeks are people saying that they're like back in, they're like returning to movies because there is too much tv so it's like nice to calm down with just a single movie that you don't have to invest a whole lot of time in and i'm like that
0: that tv thing lasted for like a year then no yeah i mean the tv renaissance is not over we're still living in the golden age of tv although and we'll get into this later i do think today's um pairing of shows i think both of them fit this uh i think they're both products of there's too much tv yeah, I think both of them would not be on if there wasn't just if they weren't just producing weren't everything. Enough channels. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: probably true. I won't disagree with that part. Okay, but we can talk more about the shows in a bit.
0: Alison Janney probably going to win, which would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, best actress. Do we know yet? Is it, is it likely either uh, Saoirse Ronan or Frances McDormand? Yes, I think so. I don't think either one of them is like being talked about a lot though.
1: No, I think Frances McDormand's probably like probably a more favorite but when you think about the work that that Saoirse Ronan had to do where she was in every single scene and changing her accent and I like, agree change I think she deserves it I think it's a lighter
0: movie yeah but yeah I think that Frances McDormand was just kind of playing that like tough gal <laughs> she that she often <laughs> plays McDormand. Yeah. yeah best supporting actor who's even in that category I don't even know like I don't I certainly don't know who the who the front runner is oh mm. probably uh, Rockwell
1: Yes, yeah. Rockwell and Harrelson, I think, are both
0: nominated. Are they? Yeah, but he's not going to get it. No. Harrelson's not going to get it. No, it'll probably be uh, Rockwell. Probably be Sam Rockwell. Mm-hmm. Sammy uh, rocks. And then uh, I said, who I think it'll be for Best Picture, Best Director. It's going to be either Greta or Guillermo.
1: Yeah, it seems like Guillermo del, del Toro is really picking up a lot of steam Isn't that on this. Kind of funny too, because like the movie, otherwise, is not getting... again. Like it was, it was something that was talked about that like he's basically winning for other things that he's done mm. at this point.
0: Yeah, career award. It's reward. more of a career win. Where do you stand on career prizes? Do you think that kind of muddies the waters of like the sanctity of the individual award?
1: Well, it's kind of hard to say because I think in history you'll, you'll look back and say, "Oh, good that person did get one." Yeah. Because you know, there was a long time where Martin Scorsese hadn't gotten best director. Right. And it was just like, "What is happening?" Why has yeah, he not gotten it? What those? did he finally win it for? I think he won it for The Departed.
0: Oh, yeah, sure. Which well, at was least that will be remembered as movie. one of his great movies. Yeah. But a good example is like Tom Hanks is uh, widely regarded as one of the great actors mm-hmm. of uh, certainly the modern cinema and in general. And he has two Academy Awards, which is like pretty much the most anybody has unless you're Daniel Day or Meryl. Uh, right. But one of those Academy Awards is for Philadelphia, which was like really great. But it's not what anybody says when they talk about the great Tom Hanks performances. They talk about, like, Castaway. And they talk right. about Saving Private Ryan. And, frankly, they talk about Captain Phillips now. Um, but Forrest Gump, of course, he got the Academy Award for that one. And then Philadelphia. Right. That's a that's well, a career Oscar. Did you watch
1: Philadelphia? Yeah, I've seen Philadelphia.
0: Like, I feel like he
1: flexed a lot of acting muscles in that movie. He did. Because he's always good.
0: Yeah. And at the time it was probably a big deal it was probably like yeah this movie is relevant but isn't it weird to stack up against
1: stack up like tom hanks against it's like america's dad against um daniel day lewis who's like clearly like he's won so many academy awards he's clearly like the best actor of our generation
0: yes but i just think that the only reason we perceive Tom Hanks as America's dad is because on the couch next to Letterman he's so affable. Like right. I think he is every he's just bit a as guy. I think he's every bit as good of an actor as Daniel Day-Lewis. I just don't think he's as big of a dick about it. <laughs> right. Frankly, and yeah. he does more uh popcorn movies than totally. Daniel Day-Lewis oh, yeah. would Totally. Daniel Day-Lewis has only done like 9 movies, <laughs> which is also preposterous. <laughs> yeah, it's so insane. Why? <laughs> and now you're too tired to do any more at yeah. the ripe old age of like 53. I need to retire. <laughs> Uh, that's ridiculous. Man, Tom Hanks is a good actor. I rewatched uh, Catch Me If You Can for probably like the fifth time. Oh, good movie. It was one of my favorite movies ever. and yeah. I rewatched it uh, last week. It's an amazing movie. And he's great in that. Mm. And like that was the last. I think I've only seen it once, but I remember really liking oh, it. Oh my God, it's so good. And, and and that's like the last boy Leo movie, like before he became a man. Yeah. And he's yeah, true. crazy in that too. I remember
1: people being like, this is Leo's like return to form because he hadn't been in a movie for so long. Right like
0: possibly like like 8 or that, 9 that 8 or 9 years that can't be true because i'm pretty sure catch me if you can was like 99 or 2001 no i, I think 2002 I... maybe and titanic was 97 yeah hey siri what year did catch me if you can come out catch me if you can was released january 2nd 2003 Two thousand three. Okay, six years since Titanic. Yeah. I don't know if he did anything in. in he between. might have done stuff in between, but it just wasn't n- like of note. Of note. He might have done like The Beach. Well, and this was like a big uh, Spielberg movie with Tom yeah. Hanks, and yeah, it was, like to yeah, be yeah. a big deal. And it probably was nominated for some things, screenplay or something. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. But man, I love that movie. It's a good watch. Yeah. I also. Uh, I, I rewatched watched um, Silver Linings Playbook yesterday. I love Silver Linings Playbook. I remember you seeing it. I remember you not being keen on it. and then What? No, hang on. Not keen, keen on the idea of it. You were like, eh, I guess I'll watch this movie. And oh, then you yeah. saw it and loved it. Right, right, right. I remember that. It like, surprised you how much you
1: liked I it. I walked out of the theater like, so happy that I went and saw that
0: movie. And I remember really liking it too, but then I've also kind of slipped into the bandwagon over the last couple of years of Jennifer Lawrence didn't need to win that Academy Award, and that mm. movie was really just uh, just okay. And having watched it again, I don't think that's correct. I do think it is really excellent, and mm. I do think she performs very beautifully and subtly in that movie. Totally. Um, again, but, it's
1: like a big range. She's not the exact same thing in every scene. She's not the same
0: thing that she's played multiple times before. It's a but I very did. nuanced character. I did not remember how troubling that movie was at times. Yeah It's like Bradley Cooper especially He's yeah. really good in that movie Oh I mean, yeah He's like And the other thing is Somebody accused that movie Of kind of Making the false confession That uh, True love Cures mental illness I remember
1: you saying that And that kind of
0: Did stick with me That is true say. It does kind of say that I will like, say the, These two people Are the most Highly dysfunctional people Yeah they, They're truly sick Right <laughs> And they get together And everything's okay Because they can do ballet Or whatever Are they truly sick though He's truly sick, right. Yes, yeah, he's actually going she's some stuff. uh she's grieving because her her cop husband got murdered, right? But so it she's is, it is
1: true that you can go through a, a time of being super angry without necessarily being clinically depressed and yeah. you can go through you know the whole thing came up with like bell let's talk day yeah. there was an article that a doctor in the iwk or a doctor from the iwk wrote and he's like it's important to know that you can be depressed without having or you can be sad without having depression i see you can be panicked without having anxiety yeah. like
0: i appreciate all of how we're you know illuminating mental illness. And you think it's just like maybe Bradley Cooper's character is going through a phase in that movie? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he has had a traumatic experience to him. Like, the idea is he's... That's what I... Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's a specific thing that happened
1: and then he kind of rebounds back from that. It's not like his parents Mm -hmm. are mentioning throughout the movie that like, oh yeah, he's always been messed up in the
0: head. Well, it, I don't totally agree because it's they make a point of, of identifying that it's hereditary in his family. Like oh, Rob, Robert okay. De Niro has obsessive compulsive disorder and he has yeah. to, if you're in the room, you're a good luck charm when he watches the Eagles. Yeah. And like he has the remotes that have to be pointed in yeah, the right direction. I do the same thing. I, I, that's why I love that character. Yeah. I also love gambling.
1: Yes, so, you do. So that it connected with me on a whole different level. The there.
0: scene that I only vaguely remembered, I don't think it stuck with me last time I watched it, but definitely did last night is he's just come home from the institution for the first time Mm -hmm. and he's reading Ernest Hemingway. It's like four o'clock in the morning and he just closes the, he finishes the book and he closes (laughs) it and he goes, he goes fucking stupid book and he hurls it out the window. (laughs) window. And then he goes into his parents room and he's just enraged about the ending of this book. And I, I identify with that. Sometimes I'll see drama or, or read something and it's insistence on uh, bleakness just, Fills me with like, like an emotion that clearly I'm not handling well because it's just that makes you angry. Uh I remember when I saw the movie Drive, yes, uh, which is like supposed to be noir and and like gratuitously violent. It made me more angry than it made me queasy. I was like, this movie is doing nothing but like adding to the negativity of the world. Right. And I still feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> I I was going to say you, you kind of made
1: me backstep a little bit because I forgot about that scene. And I forgot that like, they're clearly trying to frame him as mentally unstable. There. Yeah. Like, like the parents almost know he's emotionally like protocol to follow. Yeah.
0: He doesn't know how to react to things because mm-hmm. like, that's the whole point is he finds his wife cheating and he, beats the guy within an inch of his life. Right. He's just so emotionally sensitive mm-hmm. that when something happens he snaps. Yeah. I don't know. I think a lot of people I think to your previous point, a lot of people can can have those tendencies totally. even if they're not like or a those diagnosed bipolar person or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Maybe one time they just go off. Yeah. That's all it takes. Have you ever gone off? You ever like really lost your shit and like
1: N- thrown something? No, well yeah. I threw something like the other night. When you were walking by my office, I threw really? a stapler down on the ground and broke it.
0: Oh no way! Yeah, it was before before you walked in. Actually, no, I remember uh, that super famous Boston-Toronto hockey game. I did throw my phone f- five or, years ago. You threw, or, I think, it was the TV remote across remote. the room. You throwing it across the room was a good luck charm though, because that was the they one came where... back. In <laughs> <months>. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: and later I would learn that one of our coworkers was actually at that game with her now husband. Is that right? Yeah, Eugene oh cool yeah they were at that game and she was like well great game we should go and and meanwhile she kind of didn't realize that her boyfriend at the time was like suffering a, a huge, huge loss, loss that's that like a really that was it. like
0: an iconic day for Leafs fans yeah. and I, I know that because I'm good friends with you and then all my best buddies from high school are huge Leafs fans <laughs> Right. so that game still comes up Yeah. and I have good friends on both sides of the fence but it was like a traumatic thing for Leafs fans yeah I bet I bet there's actually like a rivalry between Leafs fans and
1: Bruins fans, but the Bruins fans don't know about the rivalry.
0: <laughs> I have this tremendous gift for always accidentally watching the big moments in hockey.
1: Yeah, I've seen them all. Yeah, it's true. I and I remember you, and you can get into it. Like you walked in oh, the yeah. other day at the, and you were like,
0: you know, yeah, I was having visceral responses yeah. to to were, how frustrating that that final period was. You were, yeah, you were <laughs> you were emoting because of hockey. I I said I did a break about it earlier or later that day. I I think I do like sports. I just don't watch them. You're just not in front of them enough. Well, I I, like it. It honestly took
1: discipline in kind of becoming a sports fan. Like I told myself, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch like every Patriots game this year when I was like 13. Yeah. And then it just. Your
0: parents had cable. It's so much easier. Oh, yeah. Like that one playoff season, I really got into the Cavaliers. Your, Your parents didn't have cable. No, they did, but I, I just, like, I, I haven't realized until I moved out of my parents' house that maybe I could actually follow oh, sports. Oh, gotcha. Like, when I followed the Cavaliers First in that playoff season. Like, I had to go through such a, a hassle to find streams yep. of those games, and it's not worth it. Oh, so, you were always finding streams, too. You weren't just watching it on TV. I had no TV to watch it
1: on. Oh, nice.
0: Hi, Becky. Hi. Is that a cookie she for got me? got you a burger. I brought some you know, like other donuts. Oh, nice. Are, oh, these, kind of squished in my bag. are they Vandal's donuts? They are. Oh, man. Uh-huh. Fuzzy Pete. And the other one is cherry bomb. Fuzzy peach, yeah, fuzzy peach, and, so fuzzy and cherry peach bomb. That's amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. I can't eat it right now. That's okay. Sounds amazing. You people love Vandal donuts. No, it's really gross when people do that.
1: Okay, <laughs> we're just making oh, making
0: points, but no nope.
1: chewing in that. the microphone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, talking a bit. Okay, okay. Moonwalking out of here. We should talk about Kevin Smith. Yeah. Kevin Smith uh, suffered a massive heart attack, what they call the Widowmaker, which, incidentally, is what killed Jack Pearson on This Is Us. I think it's a pretty common, you know, artery to get clogged that ends it's, up killing people. It's a, it's a serious thing to survive. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep, definitely. So they had to put a stint in. Did they end up putting the stint in?
0: I think so, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So crazy. He's supposed to do... He's doing this stand-up comedy tour, I guess, and he did one show already that day. Yeah. He was feeling really sick. Yeah. And the doctors told him, if you, like, soldiered on, if you tried to do that second show, you would have died. Really? Yeah. So did he stop, like, halfway through? No, he didn't get on stage. Like he was I think he was throwing up and he was like really dizzy and like he was like uh just drenched in sweat. Right. So he did the first one and then this was the second he one. He did the first show and felt felt okay, I think. Yeah. It's just like all at once he started to feel it's almost like he felt the clog. Yeah it's like all at once he got super sick and had to go to the hospital. And, wow. And I think he's doing okay. Yeah. But he's a, like a big fella. He is smaller than he used to he be. He lost a lot of weight. Yeah.
1: He still wears a hockey jersey all the time, so you can't quite tell, but he did drop a lot of weight. He's the fat man on Batman. Do you think he'll go to like, like, become an ultra marathon runner or something crazy? From he pulls here?
0: like a Drew Carey or something. Yeah, it
1: goes from like
0: one extreme to the other. I don't know. Maybe. He's become like a big stoner in recent years, so I don't know how that's affected his diet. I think he's kind of always been a big stoner. No, that's the thing about Kevin Smith. He's always seemed like a stoner. Right. He just started smoking weed like four years ago. Now he talks about it constantly. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't listened to his podcast much, do you? Well, no, uh, but he's got a whole podcast network. Yeah. And uh, if he were to die, it would be a really sad thing for the entire world of podcasting he's done like a lot to make podcasts a thing yeah my friend actually is hugely into Kevin Smith
1: and uh, told me the other day that I should really listen to the um, Jay and Silent Bob get old like the first five episodes because it talks a lot about Jason Mewes drug addiction yeah and it's like apparently the most interesting like set of
0: like five episodes ever yeah so I uh, I'm a big fan of Kevin Smith too if, if not so much for his films just his candor Yeah, like a good soul, I think. Totally.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's you've seen like some of his live shows where he talks about like Prince and Uh, I have seen him talk about. I've seen him talk
0: about like Star Wars and like I'm not even sure in what context. Probably just on YouTube or whatever. What what were they
1: called? Oh, a night with an evening with Kevin Smith is what the first couple movies were called, and then he started doing these live shows like everywhere. Halifax, getting into podcasts,
0: totally. He actually really loves Canada. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Anyway, cheering for you, Kevin Smith, old kev dog. Hope you do okay. (laughs) Ryan Seacrest is kind of staring down the barrel right now. I saw that. I don't know. I mean, this has kind of come back. This has kind of rebounded. When they were coming out every two days there a couple months ago, he was thrown into the mix. And this weird thing happened. It happened with almost nobody else but, like, Everybody said, nope, I'm calling bullshit on that one. Like, really? as soon as somebody said Ryan Seacrest, they were like, nope, not buying that one. It almost just, seemed, like, too easy or something? No, it just, they were like, nope, that's too far. This is an example of how the this movement is, is oh. overdoing it. And, like, I just found that weird, like, huh. the whole point of, of this whole moment was that some of these are going to be shocking, mm-hmm. and... If you're not looking out for it, you'll miss it. Yeah. And I'm not saying that he's guilty. And I think he probably isn't. Yeah. Just because the rap sheet on this woman is a little sketchy. Like she tried to blackmail him for $15 million or something a long time ago. And there's only one instance um, or one person making these accusations. uh, And he's worked with teams. He's worked Mm. with women his entire career. Yeah. So these are are, uh, factors that probably defend him. But I'm just saying, I don't understand this. There's no way. I'm, bu- I'm calling bullshit on that right. one attitude. That's crazy. You don't know this person. That's right. I uh, I think we did a good job of like kind of predicting
1: the, the Quentin Tarantino thing. We were both like, I won't be surprised if something comes out there. Did something? Yeah. I think he's like, I think it's like not looking great for Quentin Tarantino right now. Hmm. I don't know if I it's missed ne- this. Entirely. I don't know that it's necessarily. I just don't think his legacy is going to live on as well as it should with a combination I, of stuff that's going to going to come out.
0: What, what's going to come well, out. That's I don't not know. Out?
1: I don't know that any, huh? I don't know. I feel like I heard this somewhere else
0: and, and kind of made some assumptions. Okay. But Cause I'm not, not protective of Quentin Tarant- Tarantino's legacy, except for that. I think he does belong in the Mount Rushmore of filmmakers. Yeah. Um, I have, as somebody who's f- definitely got his thumb on the pulse of pop cultural news, I've heard mm-hmm. nothing that indicates his reputation is at risk of Cosbying. I don't see that really? happening anywhere. Okay, so it was maybe it was just the uh, the, the, the Thurman? Thurman stuff,
1: yeah, and the hymns talking about Roman Polanski.
0: Uh, saying that the, Was it Roman plant. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. saying that the girl wanted it,
1: even though she was 13. Although it was, this was, like, from, like, two thousand. What
0: he said was statutory rape
1: is not rape. No, he says, at one point, he says, like, but she
0: was into it. Yeah, but that's what and statutory someone, rape is, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, yeah, sure. Yeah. But he says that, and he also says... I'm not saying he should have said it. She was into it, and she was 13.
0: I'm not saying he should have said it, but it was 15 years ago on the Howard Stern show. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody who's like who's known for saying things to be provocative. I don't know if you hurt people. You know that's right. that's kind of where you draw the line. Sure. Um, the other person that I want to make a
1: presumptive call for the future on is uh, Gene Simmons.
0: Oh God! I mean, I
1: don't even like, think we have to. How, but how, how has nothing come out about Gene Simmons yet? Was has he was he that careful in the day? Actually, someone noted that there's so many rock stars, so many like classic rock stars that they. I don't know if it's ever going to get back to, but I mean like so much stuff about Led Zeppelin and Aerosmith and you know,
0: David Bowie and the Rolling Stones, everyone like them. All of the <laughs> Yes. I, I don't I find it interesting a little bit that so many of these people getting brought down are from uh like the movies and mm-hmm. T V. Yeah. Like on screen entertainment, where music has always had the reputation for being uh seedier. Totally. But I don't know. You you fly into a town one night. It's like there, it, there's almost like a vernacular about groupies. Yeah. That like I don't know if you did something like really wrong. It's hard to say if it would actually get out there. Like right now, it looks like Headley's probably done. Yeah. right? But people have been saying that stuff and tweeting that stuff about Headley for a decade. Yeah. So just now, it's it, there's really it's really arbitrary which tweets get seen. Yeah. Yeah, how how the
1: movement starts over one band and none. And are... this is
0: why a lot of these guys choose not to uh, respond when the initial accusations come in because they don't even know if people know about them. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. True. Like that's made, but no one's shedding any light on it yet. So yeah. Like today, Seacrest we... didn't say anything on his daily live talk show. Right. About these this major thing that is him in the news. Yeah. I guess it would be kind of an
1: awkward platform, although it is his daily live talk show. But like. It's really, like, it's almost like a kid's show. Yeah, it's very... You know, it's like a morning goofy. show that, like, yeah, they're not... The, the like, craziest thing yeah. they could say on that is, like, you know, I had a bunch of wine the other night with my <laughs> husband
0: or wife. Oh, you. Yeah. Yeah, well, he loves the wine. It would be really interesting if in this new age where every time something horrific happens, the late night guys have to be the ones to give a little plea. Right. It would be really interesting if something came out about one of those guys Mm. where like their whole MO now is like being transparent. Yeah. So if somebody said something uh, unsavory about Jimmy Kimmel, just for example, Mm -hmm. he would be hypocritical not to acknowledge that, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Maybe some awkward, though. <laughs> God. Oh, uh, Alec Baldwin's getting a talk show on ABC. Oh, wow. We don't know any details. It's just happened today. I don't know if it's going to be a late just night. Is sometime? I don't know if it's going to be like a com- uh, compete with Corden and Myers thing to follow Kimmel. Weird. But, yeah, he's doing an ABC show, and that's going to conflict with his uh, little residency at NBC. Right. Was this the easiest way to get out of being Trump? Maybe. I am I mean, he's doing that less and less. Yeah.
1: He's only done that like three times this year. Yeah. They need to shake something up there
0: anyway, I think. I don't know what they're going to do, though, because they're going to need to have a Trump person, unless they make a no Trump rule. We'll do all the people around Trump, but we're not doing Trump. Right. That's like really something's going to happen where you have to. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They have to make a call.
1: Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you think Daryl Hannah ever gets back on the stage as Trump?
0: No. I hope
1: not. Daryl Hannah? Hammond. Hammond. Yeah. Daryl Hannah was Splash right yeah yeah i don't know pete davidson's not gonna be a, a great trump or see anything. that would be friggin like, hilarious wouldn't that be funny That would be so funny if it was just someone intentionally bad
0: yeah or like <laughs> leslie jones
1: leslie jones <laughs> <laughs> it's basically uh pete davidson doing the whole like okay <laughs> <laughs> it's him with a wig
0: okay all right yeah yeah <laughs> that's a pretty funny character yeah it is uh wreck it ralph did you like the 1st record, Ralph? I loved it. Yeah, good movie, right? Yeah, it was great. So the new one's coming out. People are excited about that. And I saw today they released the new poster. Mm-hmm. It's an animated poster. And I don't know why this never occurred to me before, but other than in the corridors of the actual Cineplex, where do you see movie posters? On the internet. So right. why can't they be friggin' GIFs? Oh, so it's like moving. And so they're doing that now. Nice. Yeah. That's going to be a long running thing. I bet. Right. Cause like if you're scrolling through Facebook or whatever, Facebook's not a good example, cause they're not really GIF friendly, but like Twitter or Instagram or, yep. or Reddit, um, you scroll through, you have to click play on a video. If it's a trailer, mm-hmm. you don't have to click play on a GIF. It just goes. That's right. And that's good marketing. Yeah, definitely. I'm really annoyed a lot at, at websites lately.
1: Like if I go on ESPN.com or something, videos just start playing everywhere.
0: Oh, dude. It's my number it's one pet worst. peeve with, with modern browsers. Like, do you remember back in the day when pop-ups were a thing? Yeah. And then we found a way to make those go away. But yep. then marketers, like, these companies found a way to put, uh, like, really imposing advertising back in the internet. Yeah. And, yeah, autoplay videos... Um, Auto play audio—you can't find it. It or I hate this even more. You press pause, then you scroll down, yeah. and it follows you and starts playing again. Yeah, that is the worst. Good lord, I hate it that so much. That is the worst. I actually think like it's intrusive. Yeah, I, it'll make me leave. Yeah, but Google Chrome is working on a way to uh, scrub that out, Good. so it won't happen on their browser. Do you use Chrome? I do. Yeah, yeah. I think they're the best. Um, we were
1: talking a little bit. I know it's probably not on your list of stuff to talk about, but uh, the movie Mute. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Like, I I need to, to have it, like, recorded for posterity how I don't think I've ever seen a worse movie in wow. my life. And I didn't look at any of the things on Rotten Tomatoes before. And I was watching the movie, and it was really satisfying after the fact to be like, what did Rotten Tomatoes say about this? Because that was so bad. Yeah. And it had, like, 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. It just was so, like, I was watching it, and I felt smarter watching it because I'm like, that's a huge... Like character flaw. Like, why is this not more clear? I see the hero. This is this person's not supposed to be. Yeah, and this villain should be way more of a villain like i'm not supposed to be conflicted about this right and this trait should be stronger in that villain. like you know it's just So it's
0: important to remember that tomato meter is an aggregator of different reviews and different publications so when it says a movie is nine percent on tomato meter it doesn't mean it has nine percent goodness it means nine percent of the accredited critics liked it right and even the audience meter which sometimes like you'll get like 70 percent
1: from the audience media, yeah. but like a very low critical score was still 52% or something. It's higher than I'd expect or something. I know.
0: So, so yeah, it's just getting like beaten to death. This is a Duncan Jones movie. He's David Bowie's son. He's made mm-hmm. a couple of movies. He made the Warcraft movie last year, which was terrible. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some movies are not meant to be critical darlings and that's okay. Totally. But I'm not hearing good things. This is a Netflix original movie. I, came I to just
1: went week. into it hoping, you know, like, like, John Wick you wouldn't expect to be a great... but you can watch that movie and and think oh my so, god that's an amazing so like action watchable movie. that's a fun movie totally yeah i was hoping for something like that mm. no 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 and
0: like Paul Rudd and Justin Thoreau are both so you love Justin Thoreau totally
1: i that's that's the reason that i was like so disappointed about yeah. it it seemed like everyone makes such good choices all of the all of the actors choose good roles yeah i don't know maybe they owed Duncan Jones, something,
0: or they just want into the Netflix family. That like, could be true. Like, if I do this movie, I'm more in line to get a Netflix sitcom was next it, year.
1: Was it always supposed to be for Netflix? I don't know, because I mean, Paul Rudd's done
0: like Wet Hot American Summer too. I'm sure Paul Rudd, if he wanted a Netflix thing, he also did a movie called The Fundamentals of Caring, which was a Netflix original. Oh, okay a really, really sweet road trip movie. It's about okay. this, it's, he plays like kind of a sad sack character that only Paul Rudd could salvage because mm-hmm. he's like quite, quite a bump on a log. Uh, but he plays this guy who takes a job as the caretaker for this like teenage boy who, I don't know if he has like cerebral palsy or like some kind of uh, physical condition where he's bound to a wheelchair. And uh, he kind of forms this unlikely bond with this like uh, foul mouthed, Unwell boy, and they go on a road trip together. It's a really sweet movie, and that's a Netflix original. Huh? Yeah.
1: Okay. I I would be down to check that out. I feel like there's a few Netflix originals that I I don't even know about yet. Definitely
0: true. Yeah, check out. But right now their their coup de grace is the is the TV shows. Like they're so known mm-hmm. for their TV shows being excellent. Yeah. And their their movies are almost across the board critically panned.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They don't have very many good. Because I feel like it's the last resort for a lot of movies. They're like, this might have a better life on it's, Netflix if we just tough. try to sell it there than in the...
0: Well, like, case in point, Mudbound, which did get a theatrical release, and they're like, right. no, this isn't going to work. Right. But you do you do want that box office money if you can get it. If totally. you have any kind of optimism, there's any chance you might get some money. You don't right. want people to invite all their friends over and, and stream it on their nine ninety nine a month count.
1: Yeah, and now like it kinda makes me want to see Mudbound more because it's like a net it just said, screw it, we'll pull it from the theaters and just put it on
0: Netflix. Right. And Mary J. Blige is nominated this weekend, which seems bizarre.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you think she's gonna get it funk rated dance rated there's Was that her? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that was Mary like a
0: popier song than I think. I always think of her as just like big soul ballads wasn't that sierra no no that's mary j Blige. no that was sierra one two step no it wasn't
1: that wasn't one two
0: step it's oh.
1: let's get it berkeley oh Halloween. i'm hearing something else so had. let's dance for we don't need oh, no okay. haters y'all don't need we're just <laughs> trying to love one another Oh, i should just keep going for a while so you
0: are doing a soul ballad now
1: yeah. no more drama is what it's no called No more drama no more drama in this line all right no it's more of like a dance song okay let's get because mary's back <laughs> 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 lines in it perfect pitch <laughs> yes uh, there it is becky i intentionally
0: went off just uh to, to do uh to do mary J. yeah bud lucky is uh like a Career-long uh, Pixar animator who died this week. Oh no! He, way. His like perhaps greatest achievement was he designed Woody the Cowboy. Crazy. He was like in his eighties or nineties. Or sure, he was yeah. super old, but he he designed Woody the Cowboy. <laughs> Isn't yeah. it funny that it was an eighty-year-old that did that? Like I know what the kids were like—a <laughs> cowboy. <laughs> well, he was probably in his sixties at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll count it: the cowboy and the spaceman. Ah, we need something a little catchier. <laughs> Chris Tucker's confirmed Rush Hour four. Does the world want that? No, I don't we think a so. Place where we
1: want that at all. And isn't all? wasn't Brett Ratner in charge of all of the Rush Hour movies? Maybe, but they can find a new guy. Sure, yeah, I guess so. But I think he like directed. It might have even written them. Maybe.
0: It was just such a different world than the Rush Hour world, than the carefree days of Rush Hour. You're right. I don't think we need that. I don't think we do either. Remember, I Spy with Owen Wilson and Eddie Murphy yeah the world doesn't need an i spy too nope Nope. no it's not getting one i was gonna say are they are (laughs) they threatening that no but i think this is the same kind of era of just like stupid campy action comedies pre-jot apatow yeah although i mean people did like movies like
1: like a little grittier like 48 hours and stuff
0: 48 hours wasn't a comedy yeah it was was it? it was like an action comedy what am i thinking of Forty-eight hours
1: was like Nick Nolte and Eddie I think it's twenty-eight
0: days later. Oh yeah, no, that's <laughs> not a comedy. It is.
1: It's funny because it's it's on my list to watch. I yeah. I always see stuff from that movie and I really want to watch it. Who did that movie?
0: Uh, I don't know, John Waters or something.
1: <laughs> I I don't even know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it. I don't know if you've seen any scenes from it. Sometimes they pop up on Reddit, and they're all so crazy. Just it just seems
0: pretty scary. Need to take a day and watch it. Joss Whedon has backed out of Batgirl. He was going to make the Batgirl movie. Good. It's not doing it. Get. So, Lena Dunham was floated
1: <laughs> as Batgirl. No, as, oh, as writer, the writer director.
0: Ugh. And nothing could make me more annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. She needs. She needs to revamp. Her she's career hugely problematic. On. She's a real problem. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, she's not anymore because she's not going to be famous anymore she's not really doing stuff no she's done but like she was a real problem yeah how so what do you mean like, I just mean that she was toxic and she was catty yeah. and she was a hypocrite and yeah. she was judgmental she's not she, really
1: doing anything to help she's society. a
0: pot stirrer and yeah. she looked for uh for negative press yes and I don't think she was good for the world No, <laughs> I, I don't disagree with that
1: there's nothing that... There, girls had some moments.
0: Girls' first season was good. Early on, yeah. In fact, Girls' first season was so fresh, I finished the series. I watched like four or five more seasons. Right, because of that first and season. And none of them were that good. No. Not even close. No. Um, we talked about Black Panthers, past Wonder Woman. Oh, this is all I have left. Uh, you heard what Donald Trump said about violence in movies and video games? No. You talked about, I mean, obviously there's still the gun uh, violence, school shooting discussions. and yep. Talked about um, how the real bad influence is the video games in these movies uh, these days. No. And Not only is there's there no uh, there's no evidence to support that. Right. Uh, in fact, there's been numerous studies that say the opposite. Right. Trump suggested maybe what we need to do is have some kind of rating system on these movies so that people know how violent they are going <laughs> in. No. He said that. Oh, God. On the movies? What a great... Not even on the games? No, he's talking about the, about the movies. He said Specifically <laughs> the of movies. the movies. And finally, that's the moment he became the president. Like that's, Wow. He's, oh, what a genius idea. Wow. I think he nailed it. Finally, he had a good idea. Thanks, Don. Yep. That's all I got yikes talk shows yeah let's talk shows it's your turn to go first okay AVEC first which one are you gonna recap um i think for sake of ease i'm gonna recap crazy ex-girlfriend i thought you might do that okay recap (laughs) the pilot episode of crazy ex-girlfriend is there any reason we we are they starting a new season soon or something no
1: i actually this was just one we were looking for a second show and this is this is one of the shows that keeps coming up. Yeah, and we've never done it.
0: It gets blogged about a little bit. Totally, and yeah. it's
1: it seemed weird that it, we
0: haven't at least put it on our show. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Okay, I can recap the pilot episode of Crazy X girlfriend in three, two, one.
1: Okay. So the story centers around a young lawyer who, uh, dated this guy in summer camp and he left her and she realizes she's never really been happy. She's about to get a raise and she ends up seeing her ex-boyfriend, talks to him. He learns he lives in West Covina. actually moves there, becomes a lawyer, uh, and tries to find him, goes to a party to try to find him. Her, uh, co-worker, realizes she's in love and also becomes obsessed with that after confronting.
0: That's pretty good. Wasn't too bad, right? You did a pretty good job. Your uh, recap was so much better than the pilot itself. <laughs> you know I, what? I hated it. I
1: didn't think it was that bad. I hated it. I th- I was expecting a lot worse ah. from, from a kind of what you what you went in with. Yeah. I didn't think it was that many shades off of, like, you know, the feel of Flight of it was off of the feel of Flight of the Concords. but it what? but it's the fact it was like it's a comedy show. No, it's a comedy show that has some music in it that's kind of self-deprecating. Yeah, and uh, oh, I I think I think it it deals a little bit with mental illness, and I think it goes- a little
0: bit. She is completely sick. Yeah, and like she's it's supposed to be funny. Sure. Sure, but I think
1: they actually do. Uh, like, apparently, in the future, they do kind of a good job of, of like,
0: talking about mental that's illness. good. Yeah, that's good. That makes me happy. I-, I thought the songs were funny. I couldn't make out a word in the songs. No, no, I couldn't
1: understand the songs. Oh, okay. Um, I thought that, and, and Jen was the same way. She was like, "This is the worst thing I've ever watched." I mean, I, the whole, I was like, the, "No, it's not. The, it's definitely not the worst thing you've ever
0: West watched." West Covina, like yeah. that's still kind of stuck in my head. Yep. But I hated it. (laughs) Again, I thought it was problematic. I
1: I I appreciated the fact that the place was so bad and she was singing so lovingly about West Covina. It was
0: two hours away from the beach, but it's actually four hours. I don't understand. And this is my biggest issue with the inherent conceit of the show. What does does the story have to do with musicals? Nothing. And what does the character have to do with musicals? nothing i nothing. don't think yeah like i know initially they had a plan where like rather than her being a lawyer she was going to be somebody who's a hopeful entertainer like she's trying to break it in, into the broadway scene or something and so that would kind of uh mirror the music oh. and it would it would kind of explain why there's all this like uh over the top campy dramatics right and they decided kind of like funnier kind
1: of like how in les miserables they're all actually theater actors
0: <laughs> they're all they're, miserable. They're
1: all sh- they're all soldiers but also theater actors? No. No, that's not the point of musicals. You don't
0: have to have some tie-in in order to sing songs throughout. No, I di- I I agree except for mm-hmm. that. This was clearly a parody of the premise that people just break out into song. And so in her yeah, okay. in her head it's a musical and to no one else it is. That's kind of a funny concept. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing about the about the story that that lends itself specifically, interestingly, to music. Like, even in Greece. Mm-hmm. Like, there's all of this, like, dance culture from that era that you can... And music, frankly, that defines right. that era that you can utilize.
1: Right. I see what you're saying. Well, it's also kind of what makes this show different. There's not necessarily see, I a connection.
0: I I think that it was, it was completely empty. And so mm-hmm. they're like, let's... Uh, I mean, I know that they didn't, after the fact, decide to make it a musical, mm-hmm. but it's like, we're so desperate to make an edgy glee. Let's just do it. And it didn't work for me. Yeah, I don't know if
1: edge is really what they were going for. It was almost like they were going for sad rom-com, like a rom-com, like one half rom-com without the other half knowing
0: that it really existed. I don't understand how she's such an in-demand attorney yeah, as somebody so unstable as she. Well, I mean,
1: you you can't you've never went to school with people that are super unstable but get
0: amazing grades and are completely anxiety ridden. Yeah, but that's not what a lawyer is. Like like she's got to be like she's making half a million dollars a year working at like a prestigious law firm in the heart of Manhattan and she's like not charismatic or likable or 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 smooth in any kind of way. It didn't you, didn't work for me. No? No. I, I mean, didn't buy it.
1: I I think you're giving I think you're really buying into a uh, uh, mindset that all lawyers, based on something, need to be super likable and and charismatic because not, they're smart. Not likable, but <laughs> at least charismatic. Whereas they they really don't. You can have socially awkward lawyers that are effective at their jobs.
0: Who was just made partner of a prestigious law firm law firm in downtown Manhattan? Yeah, I
1: guess so. I don't know. It's real estate law. It's not necessarily. You know, was it real
0: estate law? I didn't catch that.
1: It was real estate law. Yeah. And she's she she said that at one point, like, that was that was real estate law. You don't have to be you basically just need to like hit your marks. Didn't you find it difficult to root for her? Not really. Oh lord. No, I mean I wasn't like it was kind of like a laugh Well, well and and again, I was watching it with Jen. She she was like, This is so awkward. This is the worst show and i said i don't think it is
0: i really i really hated it yeah i hated it you hated it and yeah i hated it I no did. she didn't bug me that much and i just didn't like the premise of it i just thought like inherently the the idea that mm. like women get crazy when some guy loses interest is kind of ugly and unnecessary and overdone sure and have you ever heard of the the test um and i
1: forget what it's called But it's how long in a story.
0: uh, Women go before talking about men?
1: Before talking about men. The Bechdel
0: test. The Bechdel test? So the qualifiers are, um, and I might have this wrong, but the qualifiers are, are there two female characters in the story with names who discuss something other than a man? Right. And how long are the gaps between those conversations? Right. This would obviously fail. It would dramatically fail, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty (laughs) sure. But there are all kinds of things that you wouldn't expect would fail that test that do. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Um, And vice versa, things that are, like, would surprise you. Like, Fast and the Furious passes the Bechdel test somehow. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Um, I
1: was going to say, I think, you know, I think to a certain extent, think about, like... uh, Like uh, what's that? Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I love forgetting Sarah Marshall. You love forgetting Sarah Marshall, but it's like kind of a guy obsessed with his ex girlfriend. I understand that the it's been a lot more established that in this case the 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 romance was from ten years ago and it was a two month romance and there's no reason that she should. And he doesn't follow her to Hawaii. He goes to Hawaii and she's there. And she happens to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like you're right. They, like, you're they, right. Maybe maybe this it's is not her, the, maybe it's not the best call. Her it's summer a, a, camp bro- boyfriend from a broad stroke point of yeah. view.
0: It's it kind of compares, I guess. Yeah, it's her summer camp boyfriend from sixteen. Yeah, it has to be ten years but later. But she realizes probably fifteen years later. But she also realizes how crazy
1: it is in the end. I think she kind of realizes all along because she's like trying to coax herself out of like she's just moving to West Covina because it's like you know. She, he happens to be there, which like, is a delusion. Which is a delusion.
0: Uh, so I don't know. And I, then you know who else pissed me off? Josh's friend, who was way too patient with her. Yeah, he was way too. Was well, will end much. up being the love interest, and it'll. I don't know. All all. I don't know how many episodes per season, but every episode in the first two season has Josh in the title.
1: Yes, and which an is ex, funny actually. and an
0: exclamation mark. Yeah, that's kind of like, again. Again, she's crazy. She's pretty... Well, I mean, it's in the title, so it's it's not like they're hiding the fact that she's crazy. Mm-hmm. But she's a little too crazy for me. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if maybe they'll make, like, kind of a dramatic move
1: where, you know, they kind of... Because re- she's dumping... She's literally dumping out pill bottles at the beginning of the show. That's true. You know, when she moves to West Covina. Yeah. Like, maybe the whole play
0: is... See, they do that at the beginning of Silver Linings Playbook too. Yeah, true. <laughs> and that really hit. It really stuck better.
1: Uh, maybe Josh never existed at all.
0: No, that's a good wouldn't, twist. Wouldn't that be See, like the that, Tyler Durden twist? That would be a Good Place level twist. That would really make yeah. me happy, and it would make it all worth it. Yep. But have, I don't think I expect that of this show.
1: Have you had to plea with anyone? And maybe this show could be like the same kind of thing. Have you had to plea with anyone to finish the first season of the Good Place? Because I did.
0: No, I I mean I haven't I haven't recommended the good place to anybody who started it and wasn't like very okay. didn't, didn't e- very easily finish I, it. I did to Anna at work. Okay. She was like five up. She was like, "Yeah,
1: you know." I was like, "Oh, no, you you need to watch." Yeah. Like it there is a just
0: That's so funny cuz Anna watches
1: everything. I know, and I said there's like I I saw a spoiler on TV and it made me want to watch to the end of the first season. Anna, you have to like and then she watched it and she got really into it and said, thank you for making me continue to watch it. Because yeah, it's really. okay.
0: Yeah. That's so interesting, though, because it's just like, so, it's such an easy watch. And there were only 10 episodes in that first season. I know. And they move along really quickly. It's nothing easier to finish than a 10-episode season of 20-minute episodes. Yeah. So that is nothing. True.
1: And this was the pilot, too. You know, maybe they got a little bit more refined after this. I'm just saying, like, there's sometimes that a, a first episode doesn't necessarily yep. lend itself to
0: binge watching the rest of it that's true but that's not what this podcast is about that's not
1: what this podcast is about i get that i get that
0: based on the pod on the, on the pilot i would absolutely not give it my ass really absolutely not
1: i will i'm gonna give it my ass i hate you because i think i would watch it i i honestly think i would watch it again i i wouldn't say that if i if i didn't mean it. i believe it. you i believe you i i thought it, and i can't believe that i'm the one in this conversation between the two of us one who a little more famously appreciates musicals sure. more than the other. And, and
0: Camp and, and Fluff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, so, yeah. No, I'm happy to say that I would recommend this show and and Colin Sweets wouldn't.
0: I have a feeling about the way this next one's going to go. Yeah. <laughs> Is it because we briefly talked about it earlier? Uh, no, I have, I have a different intuition, in fact. I okay. don't know that I'm going to be able to recap it very well, but uh, I guess put me on the clock and we'll see how I do. A lot of stuff happens in this pilot. It's the pilot for uh, a new Netflix show called Seven Seconds. Uh, and I will recap that for you in 30 seconds. off.
1: Can you see that? Yep, it's very dark. In three, two, one, go.
0: Starts out with this uh, white cop who's driving on an empty uh, wintry road. Suddenly something hits his car and he skids out into the street and realizes when he gets out of the car that there's a BMX bike tucked underneath the car and he probably killed a kid. He calls his cops in. His buddies, they help him cover it up, and they walk away uh, feeling incredibly guilty and paranoid. Uh, It turns out through the investigation that the kid, in fact, lived, and his parents are rushed to the hospital to see that he might, in fact, never walk again. But the cop thinks he's probably going to turn himself in, and he doesn't. Mm. Yes. That was a pretty good recap. That's right. It was a little frantic.
1: There was also the fact that you're not really sure whose kid it was at the beginning, because you don't see, you know... The kid's in a ditch. Yeah. And the cops are kind of they going They don't even over. show his
0: body until the very end. Yeah. I was kind of surprised they even showed him at that point, because I was like, why cast anybody? Right.
1: They did a good job of just not... Like, just
0: showing reactions and stuff. Yeah. I agree. Um, so, this is what I was going to say. Yep. I really liked it. You really liked it? Yeah. It I, was just so funny, because of, of these two shows, you could never have estimated that I would like this show and not the other one. You know, I didn't... I don't hate it. Yeah.
1: I just thought it was such a there was no there was no mystery in it for me. They kind of revealed everything straight up. The right. only thing that remained kind of a mystery that I think is kind of the wrong time and place to play that card is the was our son a gang member yep. card where they vehemently deny to someone who proposes the fact that their son might have been a gang member. Yeah. And, you know, you're supposed to be like, yeah, you can't just go around calling black people's kids gang members. And then they reveal, wait, he was down that park that we told him not to be. And where did he get that BMX from? And was he a gang member? I'm like, is this really? Is this what we're... So here's my thing. I love shows like The Missing, these like deep... Um, mysteries yeah, about you like, like detective question mark about these shows totally mm. to me there is no question mark there to me at the end of the season you would find out that it was a group of five cops that yep. covered this up yeah um i'm a little bit interested to know what might happen with the cop um and what might happen with this alcoholic lawyer who was kind of yeah, hard for me to watch too.
0: I, I she's the only mystery in the show. Yeah, like what's, yeah, what's, she's the main mystery. What's her problem? Like, it's not just about alcoholism. Like, why is she so moody? And like, when she goes out to the snowbank and looks at the blood, yeah, like, what was her problem?
1: Did they have an order for the show before the pilot? Like, did did Netflix know this was going to be a Netflix show, I or don't know. did they like propose the pilot first and then go from there? It's
0: based on a Russian movie called The Major. Oh, interesting. but I have to imagine it's been pretty dramatically changed because this show is so uh, culturally American. Yeah, in Black Lives Matter, and and that's what mm-hmm. I found interesting about the premise is, um, and they discussed this this mm-hmm. idea that when white cops kill unarmed black teenagers, yeah. it's an act of aggression and racism. What if in this case it honestly was an accident? Yeah, how do you react to that, and how do you right. sway the the way the public is going to react?
1: And, to and it? their action was there are no accidents like no matter if it was or not the the public doesn't see it that way
0: and just generally true you're going to get crucified is the i think the actual word so that's saying. what this show is about it's not so much when will you discover what actually happened and how mm-hmm. satisfying will that revelation be it's how is this going to unfold is yeah. he going to turn himself in Probably not. Are they going to have a lead on him? Regina King has seen him and looked him in the eye now. Mm-hmm. So she's got to be suspicious about that. And that happened pretty early on in the series. Right. Um, if the kid, what's his name? Brenton? Yes. If Brenton uh, wakes up and it starts to recover, is he going to remember what is the vehicle looked like? Yeah. Like, is there's all, there's going to be stuff that creates suspense without there having to be mystery. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I just, I don't know. It just seems like such a hard drama. Yeah. Like no, you know there are shows that are clearly dramas, like This Is Us. But there's a lot. There's a lot going on that you can be entertained by. Oh, even like that's uh, not necessarily sad. Mind Hunter had yeah. had like light moments. Totally. Even the shy. Yeah. You know, you can wa- You can get through that, and it's you know it, there is a lot of darkness going on, but to me there was nope. no lightness
0: here. The only Regina
1: act- King on a tambourine. That was pretty much all we had.
0: Right. She's good. She was really good in this. <laughs> totally. She's a great uh, actor. The only kind of like a charmingly smug person was Fish. Like I don't know what what's gonna happen with him, but Who's Fish. He was the guy that was from Ozark. He played the the the. Uh, pastor in ozark who was like he and the alcoholic lawyer were like not getting along oh yeah he was like i don't know what's gonna happen with him but like he's clearly trying yeah
1: right i was trying to i couldn't even place where he was from yeah and i knew him and i liked him yeah but i couldn't figure out what he's probably my favorite character yeah yeah he's the only one who had any sort of kind of a sense of humor in it right And I don't know if part of the lawyer's issue is she wants to represent this kid because she realizes how much of an issue she has that she blacked out earlier in the episode. And it could have been, it technically could have been her that hit him and she wouldn't even know.
0: Well, and her character is black. So how does that further attach her to the case? Yeah. Did did I miss why it's called Seven Seconds? Was that like some subtle piece of dialogue? No, I was trying to figure that out too. I wonder if it's just like the incident happened over seven seconds or like seven seconds of of not looking at the road is what caused this horrible event. I really wish
1: I knew. I was trying to to like place it all together. Like did did this seven seconds happen at the same seven seconds that something else is going to happen? But no, it never really all matched up.
0: Almost regardless, I find it a really pseudo profound name and I don't like it. Yeah. It's really corny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was very bleak. Um, I always ask myself when I watch something, especially something this bleak, who was inspired to write this? Like, who yeah. shot up at night and was like, that's my story. I can't wait to get started. Like, totally. It's, like, even if it's good, if, if it's well done, well acted, well written, like, why was this what needed to consume somebody's creative efforts? Yeah, what a slog. Like,
1: the only reason that I would ever be curious to watch more is to see how they finish a season like that, like... I don't think that they're going to lighten it up in the next couple episodes. No,
0: I don't think so. I don't think so. How about that really bitchy ER administrative who, when the parents come in and they're like, we need to see my son. What's happening? And she's like, you need to go in the back of the she, line. She's like, you got to fill out these papers. Now, please step to the side. Like
1: I And, and then I, she says they don't tell us anything. Like. Well, how do you, how would you ever know then? Like if you're, if your son was in the hospital, yeah. how do you ever figure out where he is
0: or? I'm sure there are impatient and kind of cold people who work in emergency rooms, mm-hmm. but I think she was like incredibly deeply insensitive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Had a problem with her.
1: We were trying to figure that out too. Like, is this just the U.S. medical care system? Possibly.
0: It shouldn't be in the States, even more in Canada. Like if somebody's kind of snippy with you in Canada, at least it's free. <laughs> you totally. know like yeah. i'm paying good money we'll wait for in six the states hours. Sure. exactly yeah the only other thing i wanted to say about the show is how much of a dartmouth dirtbag did that main cop who who hit brenton look like like with his creepy little yeah little chin scruff totally and his like lanky body his new dad vibe <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly and his bubble coat and his yeah. moody nature
1: totally and it's funny because because i knew that he was going to be a cop right away yeah. Um, just because I saw the little chain and I said, oh, I bet he's got like a badge around his neck, but that's, you know, it looked like he could either be a gangster or, or I should say like a wangster. Yeah. Or like a cop. Right. An undercover cop.
0: In Jersey. So you're not too intrigued? You're not going to?
1: No, I'm not going to follow up on this.
0: Like. It's so amazing that I give it my S and you don't. Oh, you, you do gave give it your, your. You ass. gave your S to the other one. Are you gonna follow did. up on it? Are you gonna watch it? Mm-hmm. Maybe not, cause just because, <sighs> like, for my, you know, my my textbook response is not my cup of tea, but I think it's good. I don't think it's terrible. Like, I don't, I don't
1: think that you know, if someone comes to me in a month and says, "Oh man, it gets it was really good. so good."
0: Yeah, I could find that believable. Yeah, there's no hype around it though. You no. know by now if there was any kind of critical hype.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It just didn't didn't do it for me, and I I am not gonna follow up on it.
0: Too much TV. It's too much TV. That's definitely true. So no, I
1: give it no S.
0: No, I give it an S.
1: I give my S to my crazy ex-girlfriend.
0: Good lord. <laughs> We've, the tables have turned. Who knew? Oh, how they've. Maybe turned. this is
1: gonna be the year.
0: <laughs> you gonna like all the fruity stuff by the end of the year, like <laughs> the stuff that I would normally like. <laughs> Maybe it'll happen. I'll watch Manhunt Unabomber. Sure, you yeah. should. It's good. Or at least it was to me at a certain point in my life. Maybe not anymore. There is one more reboot that is now being talked about. Can you mm-hmm. guess what it is?
1: More reboot. There's
0: another television reboot that is in talks. It may or may not happen, but you can have to reboot all the shows. like Family like, shows. Like Roseanne uh, and like and uh, Full House and shows of, of that kind of ilk. Sure. So... Do you, know where I'm, do you know where I'm going with this? Family Matters? No. Uh, it's this point in the show.
1: Oh, no. They're
0: not. They're discussing doing the Fresh Princess of Bel-Air. Oh,
1: screw- screw off
0: man <laughs> i'm so serious i don't know if it'll happen but that is what they're talking about they're like how can we revive this and make it fresh and modern what if we made a woman character the like fresh boy princess? Meets world like that's a little too on the nose it's pretty like it's clunky sounding yeah too. well and it was named after his rap persona there's no fresh princess Unless no it's willow no yeah, even if you called it the fresh willow
1: i'd like that more than <laughs> the fresh princess yeah Oh, God. I disagree with that so much, and everyone else should. No one should trust whoever... whoever. Well, who do you this. think
0: was probably the executive producer of this concept?
1: I hope you're going to say Quincy Jones.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he did the original. Yeah, you're right, but I mean, there's no way they would do... Stuff dog company. There's no way they would do Fresh Princess of Bel-Air without giving Will Smith an EP credit. Ugh. <sighs>
1: Never trust Will Smith. Never trust Will Smith.